Yo, welcome to my summer layer. I'm your host, Sam Yunin, and today my guest is Astra Taylor, writer and documentary filmmaker. Her latest documentary is called What is Democracy? It's premiering at TIFF. What is Democracy? It's exploring this whole democracy experiment. We've heard that phrase before. Democracy kind of comes off like that. Uh, you know when you have like an old car and uh, the repairs are getting expensive and the mechanic is telling you it's going to cost you this much to repair the whole thing? And it's like... Do we keep repairing it? Do we keep fixing it and band-aiding it? Or do we eventually just abandon it and get a new car? So, or is there a third option that we're kind of not looking at? That's one of the initial takeaways. Let's get into all this stuff with Astra Taylor. Beaming from Pacific Junction Hotel to Earth. All right, so this is really cool. I'm talking to you on International Literacy Day. I had no idea. Isn't that kind of like... I don't know how I didn't know that, but I totally didn't. In terms of uh, irony, in terms of the documentary, in terms of your work, that fits. Yeah, it does. So I didn't know how to introduce you and your work. You do a lot of cool different things. I'm not actually sure what's on your business card. I so don't have a business card, so that's that, why you don't know. That's why I don't know. So how would you? <laughs> how do you introduce yourselves? Because when we were here at Pacific Junction Hotel, I introduced you to the bartender, Nico, and I mentioned a couple of things, and he got all excited. So how do you introduce yourself to people? I mean, it depends on the context. I think it, right now I would introduce myself as a filmmaker. Is that what you consider yourself too? No. Though? I mean, th I so I make films occasionally. It's been 10 years since I made a film. So, you know, filmmaking, ultimately being a filmmaker is someone who isn't does the act of making a film, which is something I do rarely. It's just it's just my identity for now. But I, I would, I actually, if I'm going to be totally honest, I, I guess I identify as a, it's just such a pretentious word, so I don't want to say it. Yeah, I know. But it's intellectual. You know, somebody who is engaged with ideas and who lives for ideas. And then the medium, the medium is sort of secondary, right? So sometimes I write, sometimes I make films. And, uh, and but for me, it's always, it's always the, the work that's really near and dear to my heart is always about a passion for ideas. Yeah. I mean, even if you had gone with artists, too, that's just like snooty, too, right? So Yeah. All right. But you see, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. I don't identify as an artist. And I don't I guess that's because I see an artist as someone who sort of pulls stuff out from them themselves. Whereas I'm very, you know, my work's very focused on the world and sort of politics and and uh, trying to trying to wrestle with things, being sort of angry at the way things are. So, yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting because your new documentary, What is Democracy? You do something that's really radical because you talk you just mentioned like being angry but you you're you're actually listening to people mm -hmm. that's super like revolutionary like actually like listening to people there's a scene where like you're in miami and there's people sitting in those kind of blue muskoka type chairs yeah and you're asking them and they're just like regular beachgoers in like uh swimsuits and loungewear and stuff right. and you're asking them about like what is democracy and what's wrong with democracy and things like that you ask some really heavy questions but you're not I mean, it might be editing, but you're also not reacting to them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You're not flying off in a rage or getting upset. You're actually, like, listening. Mm -hmm. And that is super, like I said, super revolutionary now. It's something we kind of don't do. It's interesting that you say that because I actually was, I'm actually working on a talk right now to give it a museum in Chicago. And, a, and the exhibit, it's this big exhibit, it's a multi-month exhibit, and it's on public speech because we, and it's, it's about democracy in a sense, right? Like public discourse and deliberation. And I said, well, I don't really want to, give a speech on that I actually because there's so much attention especially like right now the idea of freedom of speech right and 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 uh hate, it's speech, been, hate speech is not speech has been like really politicized and uh conservatives are using like oh you, you know this whole free speech like liberals are silencing their their speech on campus and i i wanted to think about 
listening exactly as you're saying and how important it is like democracy isn't just waiting for your turn to say something or like shouting down your opponents or like you know arguing with somebody on twitter but the listening is actually a really undervalued and critical component of being able to you know reach collective understanding so yeah i like that you saw that in the film because it is it's something i really tried to cultivate so the film is is not me the title of the film is what is democracy and it's not meant to imply like and now mm -hmm. the director will answer it and just like fill your ears with words for the next hour and a half telling you what to think it really is me questioning and sort of engaging with people in this Socratic way of like okay what do you think democracy is and and occasionally like trying to prod or unsettle them but I'm not trying to sort of persuade and at, at the same time the film's it's not like it's just neutral because it's pretty political and it's like definitely a very lefty movie, but it's not, it's not me answering the question. It's literally me posing the question over and over and over again so that I hope the, the viewer becomes sort of aware of how much more complexity is complexity there is to that. Yeah. Thing. I mean, I don't want to boil it down because you just mentioned the complexity, but I also couldn't tell. Is this like a optimistic film or a pessimistic film or is it somewhere in the middle? Well, what do you think? Um, I think there, it kind of leans a little bit towards optimism, but also sometimes would lean towards pessimism. It's almost like those action movies, right, where the cars are kind of dangling <laughs> a little bit off the cliff, and <laughs> you kind of have to, any which way you move, you could just kind of slide off the cliff, right? And so it's like you're trying to get back to the safety, trying to get back to the ledge where things can get almost back on track. I like that, though. I think that's a rad visual metaphor, right? Because to me, that describes where we actually are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we're cruising on the highway of utopia. No, right no, I know. I mean, a lot of me, you know, my favorite endorsement, you know, when you write a book, you have to get blurbs. And my favorite endorsement for my last book, The People's Platform, was, do you feel we've taken a wrong turn on the road to the future? You know, <laughs> and it's about sort of the Internet and how commercialized it's become. And so, yeah, I think I think you're right. We, you know, this film is hanging in that balance. And there were a lot of things I really wanted. And this is it's how I always work but I usually have a list of sort of the things I don't want to do in a movie so my earlier films were rebellions against that against sort of intellectual portraits where you'd see someone and like you got to know the real them by seeing like what they were like in their kitchen as they made breakfast you know <laughs> or what it was like when they were putting on their clothes to go for a to give a talk as though those behind the scenes moments are more true than just asking someone what they believe right like to me, you can get to somebody's truth if you just ask them the right question like right away more than you know if you watch them brush their teeth. So I was like, I don't want to make a movie that has has this sort of like inside gaze because I kind of think it's bullshit, you know? Yeah. With this film, I was like, I don't want to make a political film that ends with the protest, that ends with this like beautiful moment of like, yes, I've told you for you know an hour and a half how terrible things are, but if you all just come to the streets and rise up and sing Kumbaya... And hold hands. And hold hands. <laughs> and literally, like, I started to notice that all these films actually ended with scenes of people literally clasping hands, <laughs> you know? I was because it's fake. And so my thought was, like, well, what's a film, like, that actually begins the day after the protest when the problem's still there, but, like, the media's moved away, and you're like, holy, you know, like, holy shit, what do we do, right? We had our big protest, and it didn't, that, that's not enough. So I really, I didn't want to yeah i really didn't want to end the movie in false hope because as a political person who does a lot of organizing and activism th that never feels real to me and i don't understand how it would help the audience because it's not real right and it's not like poverty or racism or sexism just kind of ends right no and so. it's not like one protest is ever 
I mean, even part of it is that we mythologize things. So like we think of that, the historic March on Washington, you know, as this, you know, turning point, right? And, it, you know, the story is so much more complicated than that. It goes back centuries and it continues, right? Because racism still exists. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's why I really wanted a film that was hopeful in a different way because to me the hope is in the ideas and in people engaging and in people struggling and and doing the hard work of democracy it's not i just yeah i really didn't want to end with that holding hands moment <laughs> and so there are there are protests there are moments where you see people you know rising up but it always cuts to something else because that's that's just one one node in the narrative it's not it's not the culmination I don't know if this is necessarily on purpose, but you were talking to um, a Greek girl on Skype. It was like a young student. She, I think she was 26 or something like that, or in the late 20s. Yeah. And she was talking about living in Greece and uh, the hopelessness and kind of despair and just how like young people like her just don't really kind of have a future in this country mm -hmm. the, with the economic situation and uh, the lack of opportunities and those things. And every now and then you would include this shot uh, right behind the laptop of when you're speaking to her of this dog just lying there and just like doing nothing and it is kind of like as a visual it kind of fits because those are kind of our like there's somebody going so through something super real and struggling and like i got no hope i got no options i got no future and then we're just like the dog just laying in there in the sun it's like wow this is a good day today well he kind of he kind of pokes his head up and then we just show him going back to bed we didn't include but i i love that you're reading that into it like to me i was just like oh somehow this cutaway works like let's not have the dog get up right part of why it works is because he just he goes back to sleep right he's the scene doesn't get disrupted by the fact that she's she's basically been forced to emigrate to seek you know a basic standard of living yeah and so that's you know the film doesn't lie and say oh yeah there's an injustice and everybody's <laughs> doing something about right. it because we're not mm -hmm. you know and i think one thing that surprised me making this film is just how much the people I encounter are just actually struggling to survive. Like we're not even really at the level where we're having deep conversations about what democracy could actually be because we don't have it. I mean, and even people in countries like Greece and the United States that are really rich objectively, they're so unequal though that, you know, people are having a hard time like just keeping like a roof over their head. And so that's a constant, that's a constant motif. You brought up the People's Platform. Uh, that was a 2014 mm -hmm. book. It was really cool. And it was basically, I'm boiling it down. There's a lot yeah. of different things in there. But I'm, I'm, I'm boiling it down into, um, it was just the kind of letdown. Like we were promised the internet would be this great thing. And it was sold to us and marketed to us as this great thing. And then the, the reality, there was a gap between the, the, the marketing and the reality. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. And is that kind of similar also to that like, you're finding with democracy as you're kind of exploring and talking that there was a gap between like democracy is amazing and women can do things and black people can do things. And then it's like, actually, that's not true. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, yeah, it's like, well, and this film was born of that book because that book is it's I mean, I thought you summed it up really well. Right. It's oh, like good. The internet, <laughs> yeah. The Internet hasn't lived up to the promise. Right. And for me, the the argument is that we've actually been, we've sort of been too caught up in the change. So we're like, oh my God, I have a computer in my pocket. This is amazing. But there's a lot of continuity underneath that change. And the continuity has to do with the business model and the economics of the internet. And so, yeah, sure, you're on Facebook or you're using Google, but it's, it's runoff advertising, just like television was and just like the newspapers were. And in fact, these new platforms are even more dependent on the advertiser dollar than their predecessors mm -hmm. and there's all sorts of pathological effects violations of privacy and the corporate surveillance that comes with that and an increasing inequality i mean we have trillion dollar companies now we have 
companies that are valued at a trillion dollars and that is brand new and that is digitally and that is digitally powered because these companies are are global and there's a sort of network effect and economy of scale that happens so yeah and it was like well why why hasn't the internet lived up to the promise um, but the promise was actually one it was often couched in terms of democracy so the internet's going to democratize media it's going to democratize politics it's going to democratize like shopping it's going to democratize your laundry i mean that was the buzzword and so the book remove the gatekeepers it's going to remove the gatekeepers and the middleman but actually it just like created more invisible middlemen and so that book got me really thinking about you know these like silicon valley guys and they were all guys who were like using this word all the time and it kind of added to my contempt for the word democracy i mean this mo- this this film wasn't born of me being like i love the word democracy like it's so wonderful i like the internet writing about the internet I was like demo- like when these guys are saying something's going to be democratized like it's bullshit they're going to get rich and when george bush says he's bringing democracy to iraq it's bullshit right they're pri- they're put- they're literally creating this constitution that's just total privatization and and greed and 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 so i think actually what's kind of interesting you know and it started with the people's platform because by the end the final chapter asks what a more democratic internet would look like and how it would be funded and I think this film is sort of the next step, right? It's like, okay, what actually, what would a democratic society look like? But, but the film also respects the fact that we're not even at the point of really asking what democracy could be because we still don't even know what the word means. And so that's why on some of the film is really basic because it's just like, hey, people, this word is all around us and we actually put a microphone in someone's face and they don't have a definition. You know, it reminded me while I was watching it. Sorry, this is a weird yeah. tangent, but it reminded me of uh, Gmail <laughs> when because uh, Gmail was launched on April 1st, 2004, and Google labeled it as beta until 2009. Mm-hmm. But it didn't make sense because for a lot of people were like, I send you an email and you send me one back. I'm like, it's working. I don't know why it was in beta. And the reason was they want earn the trust of the Fortune 500 companies so that they would switch over their email systems over and just like look like we're still working on it we're still building uh working out the bugs and stuff like that and it was just basically for that like you said just the the corporatization um and get that kind of money and democracy is the same way where it's like you feel then like we're still like in beta with democracy and like the word demo which is there which is what bands do when they're kind of working on a song but not oh we're in the demo of democracy yeah (laughs) do you so it's like it's very similar like are we at that stage you think still and or like we should have figured some of these things out by now and we're making like backwards progress um so i kind of think you could argue both cases credibly i like that you've identified the word like demo in democracy so two thoughts one is you know we actually might be at a point where it's just regressing you know, history, though, is like this, right? There's sort of forward progress, there's backlash. There's forward progress, there's backlash. So, you know, I think uh, an optimistic view is that we're just in a moment, right? We're in a moment where there's a sort of reaction and we're going to overcome that and get in, and start making forward progress again. Sometimes when you get fired, it, at that moment, your whole life falls apart. And then two years later, you realize, wow, that was like a really good blessing. Yeah. Like that was so like, and now I got this job and I met this, you know what I mean? Like, well, I think there's a really interesting current right now. Like the film focuses a lot on the United States, which everybody sees as this cradle and beacon of democracy. And yes, Donald Trump is a president, but what has caused is this whole upswell of people, not just young people, but people of all ages saying, hey, actually, you know what? Like, maybe I'm a socialist. You know, maybe all these things that were unsayable, like, oh, my God, people should have health care, should be said and proud. So it very well might be a moment, right, where out of something really terrible, this new 
a new consciousness emerges and 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 uh, and we see it actually as the beginning and not the end. Like the jur- the car is hanging in the air. We yes. don't know. <laughs> but I would say on a more sort of abstract level, this idea of demoing being something's always in, it's it's always sort of in the in between stage. It's not finished. Mm-hmm. A little power, rough. Yeah, the power of democracy as a concept and as a practice is that it's always in that stage. So what the ancient Athenians meant by the word democracy when they invented it or what you know the French revolutionists meant by the word democracy when they first started to reclaim it you know with Montesquieu or, or, or Rousseau like or what people in the civil rights movement meant by the word democracy or what Canadians today mean by the word democracy we're we we can't we shouldn't be we shouldn't have so much hubris that we think our definition is the end point right we're going to keep demoing and keep iterating and keep keep expanding the concept and i think that that's ultimately why i sort of came around to the term democracy because it it's this it's just a promise and it's a promise that can keep becoming more inclusive and it, and the meaning of it can change because the word boiled down to its components just means the people rule so who the people are and how they rule can always transform so the i think that its power is that it's always it's always in beta but do right? we yeah but do we commit to it or like you had that clip of angela davis where she was saying, like, the, the system, like, once the Jim Crow and stuff, we got rid of all that. The system that was in place didn't work because it wasn't designed for us. Yeah. And there's the um, the uh, Buck, Buckminster Fuller. He's got that classic line, right? You never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like after you've done all this, like, research and writing the book and doing the documentary, you feel like we should, like, commit and, like, go steady with democracy and kind of keep working out the yeah. issues? Or is it time to maybe explore different ideas or something that would replace it, like we break up with democracy and start seeing other ideologies? Yeah, but, I mean, to me, what are the, like, you know, so I'm totally into the word socialism, but for me, socialism has to be democratic. Right? You're also right? partly Canadian. Yeah, right? so. you know, right? So it's like... So she's talking about W.E.B. Du Bois, who's talked about abolition democracy. And it's a, in, and I went back and I was, I, I was reading my Du Bois and as I, I'm writing the companion book to this film. And, you know, he's really into the word democracy. But he's basically like, let's, let's base this new democracy on the principle of abolition, the abolition of slavery, the abolition of, of class exploitation, you know, and recognizing that there's sort of class conflict that's driving all of this driving racial division that's that's exploiting workers and ultimately he's saying the democracy we would have if you if it wasn't based on racism and exploitation would be would be really different to the founding fathers who were slave owning aristocrats who, who created a purposefully undemocratic system like they wouldn't recognize it they'd be like oh my god this is like anarchy this is terrible but we can still call it democracy so you know it's a i think the word is I think the word is powerful. I think the word is still powerful, even if ultimately the world I want to create is one other previous generations wouldn't recognize, right? It sounds like what you're saying is like we use the word love for like everything. I love pizza. I love my sister. I love my wife. And you can't love pizza the way you love your wife. Well, I guess you can on the internet. (laughs) But but you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's the same thing with racism. There's different. uh, You had one of the, you had like a 19 year old girl, a black girl on one of the colleges. And she was talking about, uh, racism and how the experiences she has and racism the same thing we kind of just use it as this blanket word but there's different types of racism yeah. 
And is it kind of the same thing what you're getting at with democracy where there's like almost different types or like... Yeah, that's one of the fucked up things about democracy, right? Is like democracy means to these Silicon Valley guys I was arguing with, democracy to them meant I get rich and all of you use my app. <laughs> and, and the democracy is you being exploited by me, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about for, for, you know, probably my adult life and yours, right? Democracy has been totally synonymous with capitalism. That was like the end of history, yeah. liberal. And that's, I think now those are decoupling and it seems like there's a change where people are starting to say like, okay, maybe, maybe capitalism isn't democracy. And it's like, well, yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So... Yeah, and it's interesting you said the word love. So I had this conversation with Cornel West, who, and it didn't. This part didn't make it in the film, but I was sort of like, I asked the same question. I was like, Hey, why don't we give up on the word democracy and come up with something new? And he was like, Would you give up on the word sweetness? <laughs> He's like, Sure. Sweetness has been used, and it has been made so vulgar and so saccharine. But we know what sweetness is. You don't give up on sweetness, and it's very much the same case. You know, you don't give up on love. And so why are we going to give up on, on democracy? Why are we going to give them this powerful word that people have used to wage some of the most inspiring battles of human history, right? And I'm okay, not all of history because it's a, it honestly, the thing is like democracy appeared as a word and then was basically like despised for 2000 years and then sort of came back. But the spirit, the democratic spirit of basically that people should, should be you know, able to have a say in determining their own lives. Freedom. Something, right. Freedom and equality being, you know, intrinsic and, and inseparable is, it's something that, that, uh, yeah, I'm, I, but this is where the film has changed me because when I started out and I was interviewing people, I was like, can we come up with a better word? I mean, come on. This word is, uh, just so, you know, so many annoying people say this word. Yeah. And not, and not just bad people, but like liberal professors or, 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 you know, like people in suits who just like talk about civil society like it's uh, like just in the most like uninspiring, dull way. Like it's also just boring. I think I, I used to associate democracy with bureaucracy. It just seems like very. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like very uninspiring. And now I'm like, no, we can't let them have that word either. You mentioned socialism. Feminism is another word that kind yeah. of like it's just a it's like a word grenade, right? You throw <laughs> it into a, and you'll get all these different responses. And like, that's not what feminism, that's not what socialism is. And people fall apart and they'll defend their their mm -hmm. ideology or their definition to yeah. the end. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. If we got rid of democracy, and we chose a different word. We'd still have to we'd have to we'd have the same arguments. Um, so. You know, I, I, I don't think this is an issue. This isn't this isn't about semantics. Ultimately, it's about power. And so why I like the word socialism and I like the word, word democracy and I like them even better together is that they are premised on the idea of economic and political equality. That everyone, on what grounds can you say my voice matters more than yours, right? Or your voice matters more than mine. Like, And, and if you accept that sort of that equality and, you know, then you have to figure out how to live together. Like, and so that, but I think if we find the right word, these problems aren't going to go away. That makes sense. And you mentioned your voice, uh, different voices. You had a whole broad range of voices. You mentioned Cornell West. Can you just mention some of the other people, mm -hmm. uh, known and unknown that you have in the documentary? It's a broad range of people. Yeah. The film features, you know, my other two films were more focused on political theorists and philosophers and stuff. And so this film has some of that. So it has a Sylvia Federici, who's this very inspiring Italian socialist feminist, plays a big role. She's like one of the spines of the film. Cornel West, who is in my last film, Examine Life. And then Wendy Brown, who's a political theorist. But then it features 
you know, everything from sort of elementary school, or not maybe elementary, but middle school kids, trauma surgeons, refugees. The Miami Barber yeah. guy was really cool. Yeah, and the Miami Barber guy is, I think, really timely because there's a prison strike happening, and it's even happening in Canada, right? And have you followed that news at all? Because I was I was reading the list of demands from the Nova Scotia prisoners. I didn't see the Nova Scotia one, but... Yeah, the Nova Scotia, there's some prisoners on strike right now. So the guy in the film... The barber, he was locked up for 10 years, and he, he it, the scene ends with this really moving story of him basically saying, kind of apologizing, because like, yeah, I was on a strike when I was locked up, but it was only for six months, you know, as though that's like not a long time to be on a hunger strike. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and he, he says basically he's on strike to get access to the library, which ties into democracy in such a deep way, right? It's not just like, how can the United States pretend to be a democracy when it's got this enormous, disproportionate prison population like literally people in cages but then it won't even let them read books Mm -hmm. you know but the uh nova scotia prisoners right here in canada right now their 10th demand their final demand is we want access to the library you know and so so different aspects the the scene the the movie i think in its diversity and all of these stories all these voices it's really interesting to see how much they resonate with stuff that's happening all over the place right yeah, so how come you didn't you, di- you didn't include anything with social media? You didn't touch yeah, upon I that. I just got so bored writing about social media with my book. I was like, I said, I just felt like with the people's platform, I was like, I said everything I want to say. Okay, that's and fair. And the other thing is that I feel like right now the discourse is so focused. I, this goes back to my whole analysis from the people's platform. Is like we're so change obsessed. People are like, oh my god, Donald Trump is just unprecedented. And it's like, uh, no, he's not. He's kind of as American as apple pie. I mean, yeah. that's my opinion. It's like he's literally the id of the united states personified you know mm-hmm. and then there's all this like oh and it's fake news and it's fake news and it's like you know people like what plato the whole plato is another big figure in the film right in the republic and his whole thing is that people get caught up in untruths and plato's problem plato was not a democrat and his problem with democracy he hated that the rich got richer and the poor got poorer right but what he you know he thought that was wrong he wanted a more equal system but what he didn't like about democracy was they felt marginalized the wise and that just untruths and sophistry would flourish. And so, you know, how, yeah, sure, fake news is enabled by the Internet. But, like, how new is the story? Mm-hmm. Right? This is, and so the film. Politicians have been lying to us for <laughs> I mean, they've been lying to us for a long time. Yes. There used to be basically, like, four channels. And before that, you know, I mean, media is also this changing thing. And this is one thing I really learned writing the People's Platform is, you know, Sydney, like Toronto, I'm guessing, but definitely New York had, like, not just like a morning paper. It would have like four or five papers a day. Mm-hmm. There was so much media. And then it concentrated down with the rise of television and radio to basically like networks, you know, a few main networks and everybody's watching like Walter Cron- Cronkite. But that's not, that's just one one chapter in the history of media and how it transforms. The bigger, the bigger meta philosophical truth is that, you know, people, people dig falsehoods. Yeah. <laughs> and so the film is constantly trying to pull us back from the news of the day and into this sort of like what are the bigger issues so that's why i just didn't want to feed the like oh my god the problem is social media because the problem isn't social media Mm -hmm. in my opinion yeah let's follow on that thread then um in terms of the whole fake news or whatever is this going to end up just preaching to the choir like something like some of the michael Michael moore stuff does right or would somebody who watches fox news for example to pick on them would they want to watch this i don't think so i mean I, i i and i'm not um so, and this is where I think I'm I'm pretty 
open about how limited doc- like I don't think documentaries are the key to social change. I'm I make political documentaries because I'm a political human being, and this is the stuff I live and breathe. I mean, I I really like music, you know, I really like art, but you know, as I said, my first commitment is to ideas, and they're typically political ideas. So, I think a film is a really great medium to kind of think about perception and how we see things and how we see ideas and it's also a great medium to feature people right and democracy is made of people so the the for me the film is it's an it's it's an intellectual it's an intellectual experience it's the kind of film I would enjoy but I I'm not thinking oh this film is like going to be the political change the, the I think the political change is actually going to be organizing and so that's why you know I'm I co-founded this debtors union and have worked to on like actual economic justice issues and trying to organize people to strike and not pay their creditors and not pay their student loans because ultimately change happens when you try to affect somebody's bottom line mm-hmm. like this is I think ultimately you have to engage in like a class warfare kind mm-hmm. of yeah. tussle and so you know, I'm I, like Michael Moore. Yeah, and this isn't to knock on his films, but I think he's like, he, you know, his movies open in like massive movie chains across North America, and you know, Trump still got elected, right? Yeah. I mean, so, uh, so that's what I mean by yeah, preaching so to I the think, choir, yeah, I right? Think the film is the, the film. If I hope the the film is used by, I hope the film gives people a sense of reconnection with inquiry and ideas and I hope teachers use it like that's a big hope right so then that's not quite the choir that's more like young impressionable mm-hmm. minds yeah um but so it's almost like a dandelion you just want to see where the seeds kind of blow in the wind and yeah but I don't but I you know if I want to work on creating change which I do then I organize I don't make a movie that makes sense yeah I like yeah. that so there's gonna be two screenings at TIFF yeah September 11 and September 13 yes are you going to do some Q&As after? Or? I'm going to do some Q&As. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, hoping to have an, some arguments, too, because the thing is, you know, the film's tendentious in some ways. I mean, it's open, and I ask people, you know, what they think. But, I mean, I think it's a pretty left-wing film, and it has a pretty, you know, a, a take on the financial crisis, for example, in Greece that people could argue with or, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of attention to, like, race in the United States. So. I also I hope people ask questions, but I hope they also argue with me. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you can argue with her on September 11, Scotiabank Theater at 2:45, <laughs> and you can argue with her on September 13 at Jackman Hall, right next to the AGO at 3:15. You're online. You're on Twitter, right? I am on Twitter. Yeah. Astra Disaster. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Thank you, Astra, for coming in. <laughs> thank you, Sammy. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you for the documentary. It was really cool. I really dug it. So uh, thanks for watching it. Yeah. An hour thanks. and forty-five minutes of your life you're never getting back. I took it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I could have like protested or organized or something, nope. but and actually, even worse, I watched it and then right after I took a nap. Oh really? Yeah. Oh so. no! Don't tell people that. Oh, that's true. Actually, it yeah. Excited. Oh, I know. Yeah. No, Woke but. But as, yeah, no, I'm very excited now. I'm inspired. I'm going to go make change now. So there you go. There we go. We'll edit that part right out. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. My name is Sammy. You can follow me on the Twitter at my pal Sammy. This has been my summer layer.